Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Uh, today we're looking at 2 Samuel 24, and the title of the message is uh, Conviction and Confession. So if you have your Bibles open, let's pick it up in verse 10. It says, And, and David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people, So David said to the Lord, I have sinned uh, greatly in what I have done, but now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Well, uh, this is at the end of David's life, and as we have been studying David's life through 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, David's now in his 70s, and the nation of Israel is powerful. They have victory over all their enemies. They're one of the most powerful nations. And, uh, you know, David had spent his whole life communicating to his men uh, that they were strong because God was with them and that God was on their side. And, and now David gets this thought. He wants to know how strong his army is. So he tells them to number the soldiers. Now, uh, the military commander, Joab, uh, didn't think it was a good idea. He told David, don't do it. In verse 3, Joab said to the king, Now may the Lord your God add to the people uh, a hundred times more than there are, and may the eyes of my Lord the King see it, but why does my Lord the King desire this thing? So in other words, Joab is saying, uh, don't number the people, right? I mean, uh, he's basically saying, look, in every battle we've ever had, we've always been outnumbered, and God has always given us the victory, and the victory is because of God, not because the number of people that we have. And basically, Joab recognizes what's going on, and he's trying to tell David, hey, don't start trusting in numbers. But in verse 4, nevertheless, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the army. And therefore, Joab and the captains of the army went out uh, from, the, uh, from the presence of the king to count the people in Israel. So uh, David gets his way. They go number the people. Verse 9, Joab gave the sum of the number of the people to the king. And there were uh, 800,000 valiant men who drew the sword, and the men of Judah were 500,000 men. And so uh, Joab tells David, basically, hey, look, in in our military, there's 1.3 million people ready to go to war. And so, verse 10, that brings us to what happens. And then David feels conviction immediately in verse 10. It said, and David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. And so, you know, quite often uh, when we give in to a temptation that comes our way, uh, as soon as we do the deed that we thought was so important that we do, lusted after, whatever it is, uh, then uh, instead of feeling satisfaction and fulfillment, we are dissatisfied and feel miserable. And any, uh, any Christian who has ever experienced that, you know what that's about. And, and David felt that conviction, something inside of him, as soon as they told him the number, that this was wrong, David. Why did you do that, right? And, and, and for us to know that God wants to speak to your hearts as you go through life. 
right? The Lord wants to help you to uh, make good decisions and do the right things that are good for you and for your family and the people around you. And, and he wants you to avoid making those bad decisions. Now, Jesus said, when we do wrong, the Spirit of God speaks to our heart and convicts us of sin. Jesus said in John 16, 8, uh, and, when he had, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. So uh, the, the, the world calls this the voice of conscience, right? When, when you're convicted, you, you sense something's wrong. The Bible calls it the voice of the Spirit. And the Apostle Paul said that uh, a person can be involved in sin and embrace sin to the point where their conscience is seared like a hot iron to the point where they cannot hear the voice of conviction anymore. And uh, in other words, that, uh, you know, they no longer have a conscience of what's right and wrong. The first time that you, you know, think about something, you know it's wrong, and you know you shouldn't do it, and yet you do it anyway, you know, there's this inner struggle like, uh, but when you give in and you do it, as soon as you do it, you feel bad about it, right? And, and you ask yourself, oh, why did I do that? That maybe it's something you said to somebody or something you did or something you watched, and you know, every time you think about that bad decision, even though you knew it was wrong, you did it anyway, you feel bad about it, and, uh, you know, there's no satisfaction in it, you, you actually feel bad, and, and perhaps even you feel, you know, to the point of just like, ugh, kind of miserable about it. But it's interesting, as it relates to conviction and sin, that for many people, the next time they give in to that same temptation, uh, that uh, the internal conviction, the conscience that says, hey, you shouldn't do that, gets seared a little bit, and there's not such a big struggle. The second time, uh, it's a little easier to, to give in and to do the temptation, and, you know, and maybe you don't even feel that bad about it, and you begin to rationalize and tell yourself why it's okay, and, you know, and, and our culture, uh, you know, helps people to do that. They teach them how to rationalize it, and they have little buzzwords like, you know, if you rob a bank and, and someone says, oh, you shouldn't rob banks. Well, I was born this way, you know, or whatever, or uh, whatever it is. Uh, but, uh, but after you do it a couple times and, and after you've repeated it many times, then you get to the place where uh, there's no conviction at all, that your conscience just, you know, there's no problem at all. And some people think that you can keep sinning, keep sinning, keep, uh, uh, you know, searing your conscience, and at any point in time you can just go backwards. But the Bible teaches that a person can sear their conscience to the place where uh, they feel no conviction, right? And there is no sense of guilt, no sense of wrong. You don't want to be in that place where you don't feel conviction, where you don't sense, this is wrong, I shouldn't do it. But you need to know that if you keep doing it and keep doing it, that the Bible says you can get to the place where you just like whatever, and you can just do it, it doesn't bother you at all. In fact, in Genesis 6, the Bible says uh, there, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever. <laughs> in other words, that God is not going to always strive with you, right? If you don't want to have that conviction, if you don't want the Lord to speak to you, uh, you can continue in your sin and reject the conviction, reject the Lord and his ways to the point where God is not going to convict you anymore. Now, that, that's a scary thing, and you don't want to be in that place. Uh, and, and, you know, a person can get to the place where they see evil, and they think it's okay, and they think, hey, it's totally fine. And we're now in a culture where, uh, and, and most of you know this if you go to church here, that, you know, we used to teach our children the Bible, morals, ethics, values, but now we have had generations of young people being raised with this idea 
that there is no right, there is no wrong, and so everybody decide on your own. And, and so now we see people saying, oh, this is good, when we all know it's a very evil thing. We see people, you know, in every aspect of our culture, whether it's the government or education or wherever, uh, people just pushing things that are mind-boggling to me. Everybody either has to believe that God created you and he has a design for your life and he's designed a way to live, right? That, you know, basically, you go back to Genesis, he made man and woman, hey, you get together, get married, have some children, and then, you know, raise them up, whatever, and, and go through life the way God designed it. And he gives us instructions in the Bible about how to have a good marriage, how to have children. Or the opposite of that is, and, our, and is very uh, growing in popularity in our society, that there is no God, your life is an accident, there's no right, there's no wrong, do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. And if you feel any conviction about bad things that you do, pay somebody to tell you that it's okay and, 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 and there's no right and there's no wrong, right? I mean, our culture is at that place where people do wicked things and when they feel bad about it, then they go pay somebody to tell them that it's okay. David had conviction, right? David was a man after God's own heart and David did what we all should do when we feel conviction. When you feel conviction about doing something or saying something that is wrong, you shouldn't pay somebody to tell you it's okay. We should do what David did, right? What did David do in verse 10? David's heart condemned him after he had numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. But now I pray, O Lord, that uh, you take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. What does David do when he's convicted? What we need to do, he confesses his sin, right? He asks the Lord to take away his sin. He said, God, forgive me. I've done foolishly. Now, this is the gospel, right? In the New Testament, Jesus taught us the same thing. Uh, But the Bible tells us if you try to cover your sin, then it's not going to go well. So, you know, when you feel conviction, you need to confess because Proverbs 28, 13 says this, He who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. And so, you know, people try to cover their sins by making excuses, whatever. And uh, and when people do wrong and and, you know, even Christians do this in their marriages or at work or whatever, they sin, they make a bad choice. And rather than saying, I'm sorry, it was wrong, then they make excuses and, uh, you know, they blame other people. And, and, you know, they're like, it's not my fault. And the reason I did this is because of you. And, uh, or, uh, you know, what I used to do as a non-Christian uh, teenager, I would say to my parents, well, it's not that bad. And everybody's doing it, right? So uh, just to say that, look, it's not that bad. Look, there are worse people, right? And then all of those things, the Bible says, if you try to cover your sin, you're not going to prosper. Blaming other people, it doesn't do any good. And it, you, God wants you to have a prosperous life. And when you cover your sin or blame other people for your sin, then it, it doesn't really benefit you at all. And really the truth is when you make bad choices and you sin, which is what God wants us to recognize when we make bad choices, right? I mean, that's just so common sense. God wants you to know the difference between right and wrong. And the Bible tells us if you listen to the lies of the world and tell yourself there's no right and wrong, and when you make bad choices, blame other people, the Bible says you're deceiving yourself. In 1 John 1, 8, it says, For if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us, right? The Bible says that when you make a bad choice, you need to recognize that you made the choice and 
If you tell yourself it's not your fault, well, then you're deceiving yourself. So people have this thing where they make bad choices, and then when the consequences come to them, then they blame somebody else, right? But that makes for a messed up society. And when you wonder what's going on in our culture, and you think there's so much confusion, and people's lives are so messed up, it's because they don't understand these fundamental things that our nation taught our children for 200 years. And we're going to have to stop there because we're out of time. We'll finish next week. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you